you are listening to the Healing Pact Podcast, a place where women of color come to share their stories and their revelations. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here we highlight resilience as we validate and normalize real emotions and real experiences. We push ourselves to be a beacon of hope and an advocate for change. I am your host, Melina Sadler, a licensed therapist and a mom of an autistic warrior. I'm here to support and educate you on your options for managing your mental health. Thank you so much for listening. Be well and be encouraged. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing Pack podcast. I am your host, Melina Sadler, licensed mental health counselor in the state of New York and a licensed professional counselor in the state of Connecticut. It is still the month of May, therefore it is still Mental Health Awareness Month. And today I wanted to talk to you all about breaking cycles while simultaneously being stuck in the cycle. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I realized that our current generation, so millennials, have a wealth of knowledge that has caused us to make certain decisions and judgments based on this information that we have access to. We are the generation that is privy to technology and we have access to a lot of resources and materials due to this that our generations prior to us did not have access to. Now with that, I talked about this in a previous episode, there's a natural burden that is placed on us because we are deemed to be the responsible ones. So for people who are naturally, um, let's say just people of color, for example, there's a lot of expectations placed on us. For some families, we are the only English speaking members of the family. And because of that, we're the ones that are constantly advocating for our parents and grandparents. We're the ones trying to translate for them. We're the ones asking the questions and accompanying them on appointments, helping them with different things that they need help with because maybe they don't understand the language. However, what that does a lot of times is it raises us to be focused on everything but ourselves. We are constantly pulled into different situations where we're constantly focusing on what do our parents need? What do our grandparents need? Maybe our aunties and uncles, our nephews and nieces, our cousins. And a lot of times we don't get to focus on ourselves. So in efforts to talk more about having balance, I wanted to bring up this idea of kind of being stuck in this cycle while also trying to set a new path for yourself with the information that you now have. So I always talk about giving grace to our ancestors and the generations that came before us because at the end of the day, they did the best they could with what they had and what they knew at that time. Being that we have this information and we have this exposure to other pathways, it is up to us to try to change the trajectory of our lives and the generations that essentially will come after us. 
However, it's very difficult to do that when you are stuck in an environment where there are people around you who do not want to elevate and they do not want to change because it feels foreign, it feels uncomfortable, and maybe they don't really feel like we can be successful in that. And sometimes those beliefs seep into our mind and cause us distress and stress and anxiety and oftentimes depression because we feel like maybe they're right. Maybe we can't be the ones to change it. It's not an easy path to be the one to want to change a trajectory of your family's lifeline. But unfortunately, that's the burden that we have to endure as millennials. So what this may look like is going to school, picking up a specific trade, finding information on how to make passive income, finding ways to be successfully self-employed in a way that you have the freedom to be with your family and do the things that maybe your parents or grandparents didn't have time to do, such as actually being a part of their children's lives. When we think about our ancestors, you might hear a lot of, well, I had to work. Um, So I wasn't able to be a part of the PTA meetings. I wasn't able to be a part of the school trips. I really just went to work. My kids went to after school. I tried to do homework with them, feed them, bathe them, and I put them to bed. We hear all the time that children spend more time at school and with their teachers and school staff than they do with their own families. And then we wonder why, as they grow up, that connection that they should have with their parents is naturally not there. And it makes you wonder, do we actually know our children and do these children actually know their parents? A lot of you may say yes. A parent, of course, will know their child because they gave birth to that child. They conceived that child. That child has lived in a home with them for countless years. How many of us think about our relationships with our parents? And I'm sure there are parts of our identity that our parents don't even know exist. And the reason that is, is because the environments that we've put ourselves in, whether it was our education environments, our career-related environments, or just our peer groups, have shaped our identity. We have developed certain interests, hobbies, habits, and patterns based on the various environments that we have been a part of for so long. Our parents only really get to see the tip of the iceberg, when it comes to these things. We know that we love our families and we know that our families love us, but that doesn't mean that they truly know who we are and that doesn't mean that we truly know who they are. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that there's a disconnect there that weighs on both sides a lot of times because there's a lot of change that's happening. The world is ever-evolving Policies are changing on a regular basis. Laws are going into effect that everyone doesn't always understand. And I think there's a lot of judgment that gets placed sometimes by these older generations because they feel like they were able to do more with less and that we have this privilege of having more than what they had, but yet we're struggling. And I feel like that's where the disconnect comes in a lot of times because they don't understand the concept of mental health. They don't understand what it's like to have access 
to so many different things to be seen as the privileged generation that got a chance to be born and raised in America. But yet we have this glass ceiling over us that we just simply can't break through. And no one really takes the time to think about why. I know growing up, I always heard, well, if I had your education or if I was born in America, I know I'd be so much better than you at this, this, and this. And growing up, that's not something that I wanted to hear because I felt like I did what was expected of me. I did what I needed to do educationally. I was one of those students that went into college knowing what they wanted to do. However, in some ways, my profession was forced on me. I've always had an interest in psychology. However, the expectation was that I would be a doctor, a nurse, or a lawyer because that's where the money was. And that's the image that my parents had for me because they wanted me to be financially well off. We know that those professions, although they may be higher in income, come with a lot of stress. And I specifically fought against this because I felt like even at a young age, my mental health and my sanity was worth way more than any paycheck that I can receive from anybody. And my parents, of course, didn't understand this, but I still chose my path. And the reason I say I feel like my profession was forced on me is because I've always wanted to be a dancer. I was always more into the creative arts. I wanted to go to like the LaGuardia high schools, the performing arts high schools and the performing arts colleges. And I knew that it was a cutthroat world because you had to be really, really good, like exceptionally good at what you did in order to be recognized, in order to be that top student versus something a little bit more safe, like graduating with a bachelor's in psychology and going off to get my master's in clinical mental health counseling. Yeah, obviously this path was a little bit more streamlined. There was a little bit more safety in it because I knew what path I needed to take. And I'm happy that I chose this path because I love what I do. But it makes me think about how many families are stifling their children's natural talents and natural desires simply because it feels foreign to them. And just what that does for their children to kind of have their dreams stepped on a little bit because of this burden of you have to do better with what we gave you, with the sacrifices that we have. We're always reminded of the sacrifice that they made and they are extremely validated in that. Absolutely 110%, you know, because leaving your home country and picking up and coming to this place where you know probably nobody And starting from scratch, developing an identity, a name for yourself, and then taking the risk of having a family in a completely different country is very important. It's very scary and it's admirable. And I feel like they should be commended for this. Although I feel like they should be commended for this, I do still feel like there's a lot to be said about that whole process and exchange. 
we still have to think about the distress that it could potentially cause your child to have their dreams crushed. We may not have had the privilege of moving from one place to another and starting a family. At the same time, it's a privilege to not have to do that. And I think that that's important to note. But I think when we're in this place of trying to get out of a cycle and form a new path, changes need to happen. And I feel like it will be different for the generations that come after us because we have this idea that two things can be true at the same time. Actually, multiple things can be true at the same time. And it doesn't have to take away from our culture or our beliefs. We can still keep that with us, all the things that were instilled in us that have positive benefits that um, are able to bear fruit. We can still keep those things with us and still do things a little differently with what we know. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think in this age of thinking more about mental health and breaking the stigma and thinking more about how important it is to be in our right mind, I feel like that should come first. I feel like we have been more open to opportunities that don't traditionally look like what our parents would have gone for, and that's okay. And there's a lot of resistance sometimes from them when we try to take certain paths. But ultimately, no one can walk in your shoes. You are the only person that has to deal with the choices that you make. And granted, certain choices may impact other people. They impact you first. And I don't think it's fair to move through life with that mind frame of, I need to do this because this is what my mom or my dad would have wanted Or I can't do this because my mom or my dad wouldn't want me to do that. So I'm really encouraging you all to really think about what it is you want for yourself. What does that look like? How can you model for your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your niece, your nephews, your cousins, and even some of your close friends, what it looks like to be truly successful, happy, and content? in the way you live your life? What would it mean for you to hold on to the life that you want to create with two hands and not let it go despite anyone's ideas or judgments about it? What would it look like for you to be truly happy and healthy and to have stable mental health, stable thought processes, a healthy lifestyle that you get to sleep and feel energized and wake up every day feeling like you truly love your life. A lot of us cannot say that we are there. A lot of us would love to be there, but a lot of us are not because we're constantly worried about who's going to say what, especially when it comes from family. And I really do feel like breaking the cycle while simultaneously being in it is really a difficult thing to do. And that's a burden that, like I said earlier, we were given. It wasn't a burden that we chose. It's a burden that we were given. And I think we have to be cognizant of that burden 
but we don't have to accept that burden. We can acknowledge it for what it is, make a decision and move on from it, and do the best that we can because your mental health matters. So don't be like your parent who hated their job for 35 years and lived in this state of distress for 35 years for the sake of having a paycheck. Obviously, we all want to take care of our families, but the little bit of time that it could take you on a daily basis to search for something more adequate is worth having the life that you truly desire for a long-term period. So that's my message today, that I see you, I hear you, and I understand how difficult it can be. But with the knowledge you have, you have more tools in your toolbox than you can ever imagine. Take care of yourself, your health. Take care of your mental health. Make the decisions that you see fit. Do for you the way you do for others. And everything will fall into place. Your parents, your great-grandparents, your grandparents, all of them will be taken care of because they have you at the end of the day. But just make sure that you're not doing more for them than you're doing for yourself. You have to prioritize yourself and know when it's important to take a step back. So that's my message for today. I will see you all next week with another episode of the Healing Pack podcast. Be well, be encouraged, and have a great rest of your week. And remember, we are still pushing this narrative of breaking the stigma for those that are in the New York City area, specifically the Bronx. This coming weekend is my Mental Health and Wellness Community Day. The Mental Health Consultation Group is putting this on, me and my colleague Shanice. And we hope to see you all there. We're hoping that it'll be fun. It'll be taking place at 3757 White Plains Road. That's near 218 and White Plains Road in the Bronx. And it will be from 12 to 4. We'll have a lot of fun activities going on. We'll have people selling things and people just letting you know what resources are out there for you, not just mental health-wise, but medically. And we hope you come out and have a good time, eat and dance with us. And I'll see you all next week. Bye.